This podcast is brought to you by Dr. Alfonso Brown and is a product of guidinglifeministries.org. I came because of your words. Your words determine your victory. Daniel 10 and 12 says, Then he continued, Do not be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to them. Beloved, this is an amazing scripture taken from the book of Daniel. In this scripture, Daniel had sent out a prayer because of the decree of the king that all should pray to him. Daniel was being pursued by evil men who wanted to entrap him in the king's decree. He reached out to his God in prayer, and God responded by sending an angel. Uh, the additional context of the verse shows that the angel was delayed for 21 days by the prince of the power of the air, demonic force. So this shows that demonic forces can impair our prayers to some extent. It also shows that God will eventually prevail, as happened here. But the thing I want to draw your attention to is that the angel said to him, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself, the angel did not say that since the first day that you spoke, but he said that you set your mind to gain understanding. And so I wanted to focus today on the topic of your words determine your victory. Your words determine your victory. Beloved, God responds to our words, and he rewards our words with power when they are powered by the Holy Spirit. Words are containers of power, and God blesses the words that contain truth. God's words, when they have truth attached to them, go out and they accomplish great things because God has given the blessing of truth to the words. Similarly, the... the antithesis of this is a lie. Lies have curses attached to them. And so when lies go forth, they bring the curse upon the speaker and also to some extent upon the hearers. So it is important to keep lies from your tongue because of the curses that are associated with them. Think of the original curse in the Garden of Eden. The enemy brought lies to Adam and Eve, and when they acted upon them, death and sin were introduced into the world. God tells us repeatedly in his words that by meditating on his word, listening to them and acting on them, uh, that we can bring blessings because of the blessings attached to his words. The fact that our words hold power is seen throughout the scriptures. Consider what Jesus said in Mark 11 and 24. He says, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Isn't it interesting that the Lord Jesus, who was God himself, said, whatever you ask for, ask, meaning verbalize in prayer. Believe that you've received it, and it will be yours. Now, I wanted to point you to another fact. Beloved, God created all that is seen and unseen with his words. You see, God first creates what is unseen with his internal words, his thoughts. And God's unseen is then spoken or acted upon, and it becomes his seen. So everything 
that we see now came from the thoughts of God. Initially, God's thoughts led to God's words, God's action, God's movement as inscription. And as a result of that, we have the manifestation both in the supernatural realm and in our realm. Now, one of the things you probably don't realize, beloved, is that man is similar to God, and that man first creates the unseen with his internal words, and then that becomes the seen through his other expressions of his words. What do I mean? Well, if you compare God and man, we speak through four principal forms. Think about it. You have the ability to make speech, words, through four principal forms. Now, some people might say, well, Dr. Alfonso, that doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? Well, I'll show it to you. There are four principal ways in which we speak. The first, and the one that's most common, is verbal speech. So when we give rise to words through speaking with our tongues, that's called verbal speech. The other way is written speech. So we can write things down, contracts, laws, books, charts, diagrams, and these concepts conveyed by the letters and the symbols are what we call written speech. And it's a very powerful thing indeed, our library system, our ability to pass on knowledge. Before it used to consist of oral or verbal speech, but then when we had written speech we could hold it and keep it and it wouldn't fade away like the memories of man did as they grew older. The third type of speech is what I call physical speech. Physical speech is action, and actually, physical speech is very powerful. You see, because verbal speech can be affixed to lies. So therefore, when we tell a lie, you know, you're not really sure for the hearer if the lie is true or not. But the physical speech is much more pure in that actions usually indicate the intents of the heart. So, so when someone acts, it's very hard to disguise what they're trying to do with their actions because you see the direct result of it. So physical speech is action. So, so far I've defined three forms of speech, verbal, written, and physical, and I would maintain that the most powerful form, the fourth form, is thought speech. Thought speech is the inner workings of your imagination and the creation of thoughts. And just to show you how powerful your thoughts are, you can create an entire universe and destroy it within your mind, within your thoughts. Much more powerful than action speech. Your thoughts and your imagination can take you to the ends of the universe and back. And isn't it amazing how impressive God is? Because even with the ability of our thoughts, we still can't fully comprehend all that is in God. Amen to you. God, my Lord. Now, I'm going to give you some examples of these four principal forms of speech. Proverbs 6 and 2 tells us about the power of verbal speech. It says, you are sneered by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. You know, beloved, sometimes I think we don't give enough credence to the power of verbal speech. But the Bible is saying right here that the words of our mouth will ensnare us. So I say be very careful with what you say. And actually, this verse of scripture should make you think twice about what you say and make sure that what you say prospers you. If you're going to be ensnared by the words of your mouth, make sure you're ensnared in good things, in health, in positivity, 
and prosperity in charity and faith and loving kindness. Written speech also is powerful. Malachi 3 and 16, Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other, and the Lord listened and heard, and the Lord wrote it down. He had a scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored his name. So throughout the Bible, it talks about this book that God has, and he writes things down. And, you know, one might ask, well, why does God need to write things down? I'm not really sure. I think maybe it's because he, he's giving it as an example. He wrote down the Ten Commandments for us, right? Um, but here it says he has a book, a scroll. Things are written in his presence, and the names of those who feared him were written in this book. God also uses action speech, as do men. In Matthew 15, verses 18 and 19, it says, But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart, and these things defile a man. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, and slander. Do you notice that a lot of these things, except for the evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander, these are all actions. Action speech. Action. Similarly, your actions can be good, kind, loving, benevolent. And God says that if your actions are good, that they result in improvement in outcomes and blessings. And finally, the form of speech that is the most powerful is thought speech. Mark 24 and 7 characterizes this best. It says, For as he thinking in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. So as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Mark 24 and 7. Matthew 5, 27 and 28 also says, You have heard that it is said, You shall not commit adultery, but I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman, thinks about her lustfully, has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Thought speech is very powerful because every single word, writing, or physical action had its predecessor in our thoughts. As it is with God, so it is with man. So, one of the things about the power of our speech, beloved, is that our speech, once delivered, cannot be destroyed, for it creates memories which, when observed, are eternal. We therefore, in essence, create our actions, eternal events, and they shape our reality. So your current life bears witness to this. What do I mean, beloved? Our lives are a manifestation of our speech. Your current reality is created by the sum total of your four forms of speech. Think about it. All right? Everything that you experience in life is the function of what you say, what you write down, how you act, and how you think. And since your thoughts are the genesis of all the written, verbal, and physical actions that you take, it is important for you to make sure that your thoughts are disciplined because they will eventually create your reality and I tell you brothers and sisters everyone who has a reality this sad and harmful it traces back to their speech patterns so the take-home message here is change your speech change your four forms of speech especially your thought speech and you can change your life this is shown out in science there's a form of science called epigenetics which shows that what we think influences the activation of certain genes within our body. So if you want a specific outcome, you need to 
think or act in a certain way. We know this as bodybuilders. If you lift weights repeatedly, you stimulate changes in the muscle at the cellular level, which causes it to hypertrophy and to grow. If you want to increase yourself in knowledge, you read, and the memory stored from the information increases your knowledge. Repetition and action in a deliberate way improves our ability to do a task so well that we can actually do it reflexively without thinking about it. This is called muscle memory. So why is this important? You see, our actions, our thoughts, our speech, and what we write, these are all gifts of God. And they can be used either for good or for evil. And in order to be blessed of God and to grow in God, we must know God and have an intimate relationship with Him. This is key. A lot of us ignore this and we do it to our peril because God desires to have an intimate relationship with us. And when we ignore Him or we don't take time to talk to God, we lose out on blessings because I can tell you from my own personal experience, God shows me every single day little tiny things that when you think about them, you're like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't have come to that on my own. But there he has blessed me. Your actions which are preceded by your thoughts determine how deeply you will know God. You see, if your actions are that you don't want to spend time with God, then that means you're not devoting the time to the thoughts that make you want to seek God. You have to be intentional in your actions until they result in the desired result. So if you're, for example, trying to change a habit, you have to be intentional in your will to change the habit. And they say it's about 60-something days, but over that time, that habit will become a part of you. But it starts with changing your thoughts, and your thoughts in turn change your action. So, beloved, I say to you, change your four forms of speech, and you will create a new reality. This starts in your mind. And this is biblical in its nature because God gave us the blueprint in the life of Jesus. You see, Jesus always spoke what God told him. He actually didn't speak on his own. He says this in his word, that everything you have said to me, I've told him. And he also called the disciples his friends when he says, because as I hear now, I say it unto you. I don't hide these things from you. Jesus also demonstrated that everything he wrote, he was the living word. So everything that was written about him and that he wrote while he was here was fulfillment of the truth. And that truth, like he said, set the people free because the blessings associated with the word of God, which goes out and accomplishes the purpose with which God sent it. And finally, when you look at Jesus's thoughts, they were always in line with the Father. And therefore, he had the power of the Spirit of God within him, a spirit driven to please the Father, who never deviated even unto death from the Father's will. And therefore, his life, the ultimate sacrifice, is a blessing and a testimony to all mankind forever and ever and ever. It was the promise that was given to Abraham that his seed would bless the entire world. So God gives us the keys to obtain this blessing. And it's important that we realize that in order to obtain this blessing, we need to seek out God. And it starts, believe it or not, with your speech. Romans 12 and 22 characterizes it very well. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind 
your mind, the center of your thoughts. Then you will be able to test and improve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And this is followed up in Psalms 1, 1 to 3, which is a beautiful set of scriptures because it tells you how to be blessed. Let me tell you something, beloved. Wouldn't you want to be blessed? Wouldn't you want God, the amazing creator, to say, this is my child and they are blessed? Well, let me tell you how to be blessed. It says it right in this psalm. It says, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight, here's the point, listen right here, is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. Why meditate? Because you have to get the word of God inside of you. It has to take root and you have to communicate with your father through his spirit because by communicating with him and listening to his word it enables it to grow and then your actions your writings and your thought life and also the manifestations of the memories that they create and the things that you do this will bless everyone who hears it by living out the principles of speech, your actions, your thoughts, your writings, and making sure that your physical actions, your verbal speech, your writings, and your thoughts all work together. That is how you live out the manifestation of the blessings of God in your life. And over time, when your thoughts conform to the way of God, you shall be, as they said in the third part of the psalm, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his season. His leaf shall never wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. This is the blessing of the words that bring the blessings from God. So, beloved, let me leave you with this. We must realize our speech is powerful. And it's powerful because it's creative. Just like the speech of God, it affects the supernatural and the natural world. And once it is created, it is eternal, cannot be destroyed. Its content is recorded by God and will be judged. And our thoughts and speech manifest them ways that are determined by our actions, what's in our heart, and what we say. So, here's the call to action, brothers and sisters, as I, I outlined in Philippians 4, verses 6 through 9. Be careful of nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. And finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, Whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good, report. Get it? If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Wow, a lot of effort to think on these things. And why is that? Because these things which you have both learned and received and heard and soon seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. The God of peace shall be with you. So in verse 7 it says, And the peace of God, which patheth all understandings, will keep your hearts in mind. But when you think on these beautiful things in verse 9, it says not only will he bless and keep your hearts and minds, but that he will be with you. 
So, beloved, as I'm about to leave you now, I want you to have and take this peaceful, calming thought and act upon it. As you go through your day, I want you to observe the things that happen to you. And what you should do is when God shows you something, some little thing to be thankful for, give thanks right away. Start your day saying, you know what, I'm going to accomplish this thing today because it's going to make me happy or it's going to make somebody else happy and go out and do that. I try to do this every single day. I have set one goal that is going to bring me joy. It might be I'm going to go visit my kids or I'm going to hug my wife or I'm going to write that book that I needed or I'm going to exercise. But once I wrap my mind, my heart, my soul, my thoughts around that thing, I go ahead and do it. And then I give praise to God before I give praise to God during, I give praise to God after. Make this your pattern every day. And what you're going to find is as you're leading up to that, you're going to be peaceful, calm, and happy because you're looking forward to it with anticipation. While you're doing that thing, you're going to be happy because you're accomplishing it. And when you're done with that thing, you're going to be happy because you'll be praising God, your Father, for His blessing to enable you to accomplish this. Do not let another day go by, brothers and sisters, where you do not seek out something to do to bless either yourself or others in giving. And then give God thanks before, during, and after you do this thing. And this, my brothers and sisters, is the way in which our four patterns of speech, verbal, physical, written, and of course the mental, the thought process work together and they help shape our reality. Let us use our form, forms of speech to create a beautiful reality, both for ourselves and those around us, and to store up treasures in heaven. Let us pray. Dearest Father and God, I thank you so much for the message that you've provided. Help us to understand through your spirit that we are blessed just like you, O oh God, to create with our minds, with our deeds, our actions, with our speech, we can write and influence generations with what we write. And also, we thank you, God, that we can speak and give verbal speeches that people can hear, and that our words, our thoughts, and our actions, and the things that we write once created can never be destroyed, because the memories that they engender and create will live on past us and live to further generations. Oh, Father, thank you for creating us in your image blessing us with your spirit. And may we take the call to action each day, looking for those little things that you send us and those big things, looking upon them and stopping and saying, oh, he loves me so that he provides this. Let me give him thanks. And oh, Father, please remind us that if we do get mired in why he does not do for us, we realize that all those times if we're gonna ask that question, we also need to ask the question, why does he do all that he does for us every single day? Beloved Father, we thank you. Your peace, your love, your understanding, and your joy envelops us all, and we thank you for the hope that is in you in this world. We as your children give thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thank you for listening to today's episode of Life's Lessons in God's Word. That's Life's Lessons in God's Word. This podcast is brought to you by Dr. Alfonso Brown and is a product of guidinglifeministries.org. That's guidinglifeministries.org. If you like what you heard today, please feel free to visit our website and please subscribe to our podcast. And if you even like it more, please feel free to share. Until we speak again, brethren, may the love of God be with you and his peace, blessings, and truth follow you always. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, by the power of the Spirit, and in deference and love to our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. Amen.